Good morning, everyone. My name is Melvin Williams. I am truly honored and I'm so happy to be able to speak to you guys today and share the gift of life or share to you guys a little bit about some of the experiences that I have had in my life and the things that have altered and and changed my perception, changed my thought process and brought me to where we are today. So what I want to do is I want to share a little bit about my life and some of the events and some of the experiences that have taken me to the person who I am today. So for the most part, my life was shaped by trials and tribulations. I'm an American kid whose life was influenced by mind altering circumstances like murder, abuse, addiction and homelessness. All of this for me happened before I was 10 years old. It's that process of life that defines who we are. Failure is a part of that process. Fight or flight, either we're going to summon the strength to survive or run away from that actual hardship. Nevertheless, this natural process that is shaping us to who we are becoming has caused me to become the person I am today. And I want to share something. I remember the first time I heard my mentor, Jim Rome, say, set a goal to make a million bucks, not because of the money, but for what you will become in the process. The process of transforming myself into an entrepreneur, motivational speaker, and author started for me on September 7th, 1983. Growing up, I've often heard the saying that it takes a village to raise a child. Yet from as early as I can remember, I lost my chieftain. The process of growing up without a father defined my early childhood. Bill Gates, one of the richest men on the planet, couldn't have said it better. He said the first five years have so much to do with how the next 80 turn out. I validated that statement for the first 24 years of my life. Lack of guidance from a strong role model kind of defined my choices. (laughs) I remember the first time I tasted the consequences of a process defined by loss. My choices manifested themselves into a 12-year-old, highly intelligent, stupid kid. Too smart to realize my potential and too naive to understand that I had some. Unfortunately, the murder of my father, coupled with seeing my mother physically abused before graduating to crack cocaine, defined my perception of life. Nevertheless, I still remember reading Vernon Howard's quote when he said, we are enslaved by anything we do not consciously see. We are freed by conscious perceptions. It was my perception. My perception in life was all messed up. Within the first 10 years of my life, I had my father die. I had my mother abused by another man. My mother started using crack cocaine. And on top of all that, we became homeless. So the perception that I had, the most damaging part of my childhood, was the fact that I couldn't even envision myself with a future outside of me being dead or in jail. From as early as I can remember, early even back to being 12 years old, fast money and shortcuts always consumed me. 
It's funny because I've often asked myself, what would I have done differently if I had the wisdom of Joel Weldon, who said, what you value is what you think about. What you think about is what you become. My thoughts manifest themselves in the form of being arrested at 12 years old. And it's funny because when I reminisce about that night, I also I often think to myself, I should have been home preparing for the next day of school. Nevertheless, life is a collection of experiences. And it's in my belief in these statements that's inspiring me to share my... Good morning, everyone. My name is Melvin Williams from Philly Made. What I want to do this morning is I want to take about five to ten minutes and we want to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think that there there are a lot of parallels that we can draw from the Philadelphia Eagles and how we can implement into our life and how we can learn from the Philadelphia Eagles and how they came from underdogs to top dogs. So basically what we're going to talk about a little bit this morning is the process of building a winning team or the process of building a better version of yourself. So you see, success rewards preparation. It loves it. And the Philadelphia Eagles, the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles, embody preparation. For us to truly understand preparation, we got to go back as far as 1999 when Doug Peterson was signed to the Philadelphia Eagles. He signed as our starting quarterback. But I don't think that his purpose was to lead us to the Super Bowl. So you see, about five games into that year, he passed the baton off to one of the greatest quarterbacks of the Philadelphia Eagles history. And that person is Donovan McNabb. 1999. Doug Peterson, the Super Bowl winning coach, the coach that defeated Bill Belichick, the hoodie, started out in humbleness, passing the baton off to Donovan McNabb. He groomed him. Most of us wouldn't have thought that two of the three Super Bowl quarterbacks of the Philadelphia Eagles would be architect and would specifically work with Doug Peterson. So I ask you the question, was it his purpose to be our starting quarterback or was his purpose to prepare the Philadelphia Eagles starting quarterback to win and succeed in the Super Bowl? And let's start with that first parallel of if you don't succeed, try, try, try again. Uh, So Doug Peterson's first task was to get Donovan McNabb ready to play in the NFL. Most of us would say that Donovan had a successful career. Many of us would say, if we are fans, that Donovan may be a Hall of Famer. But the thing about Donovan McNabb is he started with Doug Peterson. Doug showed him how to be an employee. He showed him how to be a good NFL quarterback. He showed him what he should or he shouldn't do. So now let's fast forward. Let's fast forward to the expectations of who Doug was. Let's even fast forward to the day that Donovan McNabb, excuse me, let's fast forward to the day that Doug Peterson was hired and the negativity and how people don't have vision for who you are. Some of the people that were your friends, your colleagues, people that you work with to help them to become the person that they are. Now let's start with a quote from Mr. Donovan McNabb. Now as an alumni, And I think I can say this for a lot of us. What we were trying to do 
or they're trying to recreate the 1999 to 2000 Eagles. Are they trying to retrieve the past or do they want someone to come in and set their own legacy? I want to see the Eagles win, but I don't know if you do that just by bringing guys back who were there. Donovan McNabb said this about the first person who showed him how to be a NFL quarterback. Donovan didn't have faith in him. So the Philadelphia Eagles in itself, they are a team that embodies people who said they couldn't have it. They said that they wasn't good enough. You know, I think back to ESPN or uh, uh, Ian O'Connor when he said, you know, Doug Peterson is a bad hire. The trifecta, poor player as a poor play as a player, as that matters, he said, lack of experience and the perception of the process to hire him. You know, so ESPN ranked Doug Peterson as the least qualified head coach of all time. The guy didn't even call plays in Kansas City. He only got the job due to Andy Reid's endorsement. He's not smart enough to ever win. He doesn't run the ball. He doesn't go for it. He goes for it too many times on fourth down. What even is emotional intelligence? You know, people from the doubted Doug Peterson. And when we go back even further, I think about the day that the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles hired Doug Peterson and when he fired Chip Kelly, when he said, you've got to open your heart to players and everyone if you want to achieve peak performance. You have to get along with everyone you work with and come in contact with. Jeffrey Norrie knew what it take to build a successful team to build that foundation and that's why he hired Doug who ESPN ranked as the worst coach ever but within two years Doug Peterson is successful as the Super Bowl winning coach of the Philadelphia Eagles so let's draw that parallel from Doug Peterson and let's say that sometimes your purpose is not manifesting itself in exactly what you're doing sometimes your purpose comes out gradually year after year Sometimes you're not prepared to do what needs to be done. So the next parallel we're going to draw, we're going to talk about Mr. Howie Roseman, who I am a major fan of. The guy who wasn't a football guy. The guy who was banished to the broom closet. But what did he do? He understood that success loves preparation. And he prepared and he studied. Within that broom closet, he learned what it would take to be successful and on the day that he was given back power as the GM the first decision that Howie Roseman made is that I am good at one thing but there are others that are better at certain things and he learned to hire people who could help him to reach his ultimate goal so from out of the broom closet from not being a football guy to being a person who just crunches the numbers Doug Peterson can stand up and say that he is the architect of the Philadelphia Eagles. It is his vision, it is his purpose, and it is his drive, and it is his determination that caused him to pick up free agents like Corey Clemens, who 30 other teams said wasn't good enough to draft in seven rounds. 
Corey Clemens looked pretty good to me during the Super Bowl to be his stat line. He had over 100 receiving yards. But Doug and Howie had the vision to pick Corey Clemens. So we're going to draw that parallel from Doug. Never believe what others tell you. Okay, never let others tell you what you're not destined to be. According to Chip Kelly, Doug was just a numbers guy. Or excuse me, Howie was just a numbers guy. He didn't even want to walk with him, didn't want to work with him, took him to the broom closet. But today, as the Eagles become the Super Bowl champions, Howie Roseman reigns supreme. So remember, that second parallel that we're going to draw from the Philadelphia Eagles is to never allow for anyone's else vision or perception of you to become your reality. And last parallel before we close this all out is that it doesn't matter if anyone says that you were good enough to do what you were destined to do. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles, for example, unrestricted free agents. Let's think. Let's start with the winning quarterback. You know, you know, uh, 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 Nick Foles. He went over to, to St. Louis where they told him that he wasn't good enough. You know, after going 27 and two, they told him that he wasn't good enough. And they told him that he was a backup. And they told him that he couldn't play football. And he almost contemplated retirement. He almost listened to the negative stinking thinking of all those people who didn't have the faith and the desire in his will. Nick Foles, the winning Super Bowl quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, is a parallel to anyone who says that you can't have it, you can't do it. And when he took his press conference, he only put one person in, 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 in perspective. And it was God. God first. It was his faith in God, his vision that allowed him to see himself doing what he was doing today. So Jason Peters, they said he wasn't good enough. Unrestricted free agent, tight end, will go down in the Hall of Fame as one of the greatest left tackles the Philadelphia Eagles has ever had. They said that we couldn't have it. On the day that Carson Wentz was injured, they said that the Eagles were dead. For many of us today that are waking up, they said that we can't have it. They said that we're not good enough. We don't have the stuff inside of us to be successful. For that kid that's, that's trying to be a better person, who is fighting his own demons, who is listening to the outside noise, I want you to listen to this because this is the most important. As I watch Brandon Graham strip the ball from the golden boy, the GOAT, Tom Brady. I want you to remember this. Turn success or turn perceived failure into success. It was on draft night that we drafted Brandon Graham. And oh, lo and behold, how could the Philadelphia Eagles draft Brandon Graham when Earl Thomas... Earl Thomas was still on the board. That safety. Super Bowl winning champion Earl Thomas. But let's leave this at this. No longer will Brandon Graham be the person that was passed upon for Earl Thomas. We're going to start talking about Brandon Graham making that play that won the Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. So the last and final parallel that we want to draw from the Philadelphia Eagles is how we can turn perceived failure into success. 
there's a lot of buses or a lot of perceived buses on the Philadelphia Eagles. They said that they couldn't have it. They said that they couldn't do it. They said that Doug was the worst hire ever. They said that Howie wasn't a football guy. Let's even go back to Jeffrey Lurie, who purchased the Philadelphia Eagles 20 years ago. They said he couldn't have the Patriots. But how bittersweet to win his Super Bowl against Robert Kraft, the person who took it. You know, Jeffrey and the Philadelphia Eagles in the city of Philadelphia may not have five Super Bowl rings, but they got passion, will, desire, and, term and determination. And most importantly, they had success because success loves preparation. Thank you very much for this morning. I love talking to you and I hope that you listen and I hope that you learn and I hope that we can turn that perceived failure